Get excited for season two of the I Dream podcast live from Dream Life Worship Center. Get encouragement for today and inspiration in the midst of this global pandemic. Tune in and get motivated to be all that you could ever be and step into your purpose because you are born inspired and determined to dream. to share the word of the Lord as he has shared it with us this morning from um, the book of Luke, the gospel according to Luke, chapter number 22, verses 31 through 34. The gospel according to Luke, chapter number 22, verses 31 and 34. And I also believe I'm going to read Hebrews, uh, Hebrews. Glory to God. I'll tell you in just a moment. So Luke chapter number 22, verses 31 through 34. Glory to God. And it reads as follows. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, pay attention, take notice. Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. <laughs> but I have prayed for you, that your faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. I'm going to read that one more time. And the Lord said, the Lord says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan have desired to have you, that he might sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, that your faith fail you not. Come on. And then after you are converted, in other words, after you get on the other side of it, after you get through it, I want you to turn back and strengthen your brethren. So far, the reading of the Lord's word. For just a subject for a few moments, I want to share the value of your faith. Understanding the value of your faith. The Lord, you can take your seat, those of you who are here. The Lord told me, the ones at home, I know y'all are already sitting down. <laughs> the Lord told me that it is critical in this hour that we make sure we understand the value of our faith because the foundations of the world are being shaken. The foundations and the structures and the systems of the world are being shaken. Politics are being shaken. Health, finance, law enforcement, education, even entertainment, the foundations of the world are being shaken. And so therefore, we have to understand as believers that we stand on the firm, sure foundation. We stand on the, the firm, sure foundation that is Christ. And so now, two things must happen. Our focus and our faith must be in our foundation. 
our focus and our faith must be in our foundation. Our foundation, the believer's foundation, is Christ, the sure foundation, the firm foundation. Isaiah 28, the prophet says it like this, Isaiah 28. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, he said, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a costly cornerstone for the foundation firmly placed. He who believes in it will not be disturbed. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. A cornerstone in every building is the one stone that is crucial. It is the stone that is laid first. It is to ensure that the building is square and stable. It is the rock upon which the weight of the entire structure rests. It is the cornerstone. How appropriate was it for the worship team to sing about Christ being our chief cornerstone this morning? The Bible says that he is like a man which has built a house in, in the Gospel of Luke and dig deep and lay the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose and the steam beat vehemently about that house, could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. And I want to remind you this morning that the church, that the believer, that the kingdom dweller, we are founded upon a rock. And so while everything is shaking around us, our faith and our focus must be on our firm foundation. 1 Corinthians 3 and 11 says it like this, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Our faith, our faith in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, the one that we quote all the time, our faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Another version said is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. I like to say it's the assurance that things hoped for will happen and the conviction that things not seen will be seen. The assurance that things hoped for will happen and the conviction that things not already seen will be seen. Remember this, people of God, your faith is even how you met God. It's how you came to God. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For whoever, first you have to believe that he is. Whoever comes to God, you had to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You had to come to God by faith. You had to come to God. You had to believe that he was real, that he died, that he rose from the dead, and that he was rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And now that we have come to him, now that we have walked with him, now that we have, have, have uh, de developed a relationship with him, now that we have learned and are learning to trust him, now we have to begin to reshift our focus and our faith on our foundation. Faith is underrated and undervalued. Why? Because many of us, most of the time we think about faith is when we're believing God for something big or when we're, when, when we're believing God for a miracle or when we're believing God to do something for somebody else. But faith, 
Faith is what allows you to really walk in your authority. Faith is really what allows you to stand in who God called you to be. Faith is really what caused you to stand and be in the world, but not of the world. And so our faith in this hour, we have to realize that God, according to Romans 12 and 13, he has dealt to every man a measure of faith. In other words, God has passed out, given out faith to every believer. Every believer has a measure of faith. It's like when your grandmama would make the peach cobbler and everybody wanted the biggest piece, but granny made sure that everybody had, come on, the same portion, y'all getting happy now, of peach cobbler, right? Because that's how God did. He gave every man a measure of faith. Now that I have a measure of faith, I can. that faith can either be, oh ye of little faith, or that faith can be great faith. It depends on what I do with my faith faith. Somebody say it, somebody type it. It depends on what I do with my faith. Romans 12 and 3 says he's dealt every man the measure of faith. So we know that faith comes from God. It is the gift of God. But he has given to every believer the measure, the same measure, the same measure, the same measure of faith. Notice also that God has done it it is not something that he's going to do. So you and I are not trying to get faith. We're not praying for faith. We have it. What we have to do is we have to, we have to exercise it. We have to grow it. We have to feed it. We have to stir it. We have to build it. We have to exercise it, we have to feed it, we have to stir it, and we have to build it. And so here in the text in Luke, in Luke he begins to talk about how, how he's about to do what he came to earth to do. This is the last days of Jesus, it's the last days of his ministry. He's walking, he's walking uh, right into what, uh, what is prophesied of him from, from, from prophets of old. And he's talking to his disciples about what is about to happen. And you all know the story. He, he, he tells, he turns and he tells Peter. It's funny that he called him Simon after he had changed his name to Peter. But sometimes it's, it's, God reminds us of what we came out of to warn us not to go back that direction. Did you hear what I said? Sometimes God will give you a glimpse or a memory of where he brought you from when your face starts to get weak, when you start to feel like you're not going to make it, when you start to begin to feel like God is not going to do it. Sometimes he'll say Simon or call you what you used to be. Now, wait a minute. Don't, don't go back. Don't start believing, doubting. Uh, don't, don't throw away your believing and your trusting. He says, Simon, Simon, behold. Pay attention. I want you to stop and pay attention. He said, because Satan had desired to have you. Satan wants to sift you as wheat. The Bible lets us know every, every parable, almost every parable in the Bible is agricultural. And most of the time we can't relate. We just rehearse it and we say it because we're in church. But most of the time we can't relate because we didn't grow up on a farm. But when, you, when, when he tells Simon Peter that the enemy wants to sift him as we, he's indicating that the enemy wants to distract you as a result of tests and trials and shame 
making, the sifting process, when, when wheat goes through the sifting process, it is to separate the good stuff from the bad stuff. And I want to remind you today, as we value our faith, as we understand the value of our faith, that many times the shaking that takes place in our life and around us, it is for the purpose of sifting. It is for the purpose of separating what is useful from that which is not useful. And I can tell you that over the past five, four, five, and six months, God has been separating that which is useful from that which is not useful. So many things you depended on that you thought you could not make it without. God has showed you it was not useful. So many relationships that you depended on that you thought you could not make it without. God has shown you that it's not useful. So many things that were crutches in our life, that were habits in our life, come on, that we were used to doing. God has shown us that it is not useful. So sifting in our lives may be painful and it may be uncomfortable, but it is necessary. Jesus indicated to Simon that there is nothing that can come into your life that does not have to get through the permission, come on, of God. Everything that comes in our life, listen, there's nothing that God allows that he did not, that he did not check off to say they're going to come through victoriously. He says, Satan asks, Satan Satan asked, remember Job? You all remember Job? You remember how the Bible says that Satan went to and for the earth, from the earth and he looked for Job and he asked, can I test him? Can I try him? Nothing has changed. God, Satan is still looking for someone to sift as we listen. He said, but he said, I have already prayed for you. I have already prayed for you. I've already prayed for you. I have done it. Past tense. I have done it. I want to tell you right here that some of us are still hoping for what we already have. Some of us are still hoping for what is already done. Hebrews 7 and 25 says this. He said that Christ ever lives to make intercession for us. So not only did he tell Simon, I've already prayed for you. The epistle tells us that he still lives forever making intercession for us. I want to tell you today that there is nothing wrong with your faith. Our faith challenge is only the result of the intensity of the sifting. Our faith challenge, your faith challenge is only a result of the intensity of the sifting. When the sifting is intense, when the sifting is upon you, when the shaking and the separating and the beating, the sifting is a beating process. It is a beating process. It is a shaking process. Come on. It is a process by which the farmer used to separate the good part of the wheat. Your challenge of your faith is because of the intensity of the sifting. You can go through a level of things that will begin to make you think that God's word is not working in your life. You can go through a level of testing and trials and failure and disappointments and you'll begin to second guess and you will begin to think that God's word does not work in your life. But I came to tell you today that you've been undervaluing the power of your faith. There is nothing wrong with your faith. The Bible says that there was a centurion 
who wanted Jesus to come by and heal, come by and heal his daughter. And he said, look, Lord, you don't even have to come there physically. All you got to do is just send your word. And the Bible says that Jesus said that he had great faith. That is what God is trying to get the people of God to do, to refocus our, our faith on our foundation. He wants us to, first of all, he wants us to build our faith. We have to build our faith. You cannot continue to work with the same measure of faith that you use just to get saved, just to come to Jesus. When you remember when you came to Jesus, I came to Jesus as I was. I was weary, worn, and sad, and then I found in him a resting place place and he has made me glad some of us are still glad some of us are still glad listen God wants to take you from glad to victorious it's more come on it's more than to, to, to walking with God than just being saved and sitting around the foot of the cross at some point you got to come on you got to take your measure of faith and the Bible says build yourself up in your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost come on the God God is calling the people of God back to praying in the Holy Ghost. Mm. You don't hear what I'm saying. God has taken us back to the foundational principles of praying, come on, and getting in the word of God and building yourself up in your most holy faith. Listen, there's nobody on Amazon selling you faith. You can't buy faith from anywhere. You can't get it off of Prime. Come on. You can't get it off of the website. You've got to build your own faith by praying in the the Holy Ghost. Listen, you 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 got these masks on. You better be praying in the Holy Ghost behind these masks. You better be at the stoplight building your because the shaking. The, this is only the beginning of the shaking. This is only the beginning of a shaking that's going on around us. When people are talking about putting chips in your brain, come on. When people are talking about doing away with money. When people are talking about vaccines that we don't know anything about, when people are talking about uh, uh, numbers and sickness and disease, and you better be praying, building yourself up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. This is not what you're going to get on CNN or MSNBC or Fox News because they want you to stay scared. But I came to declare to you, come on, that you're going to understand the value of your faith and your faith, your faith faith, your faith is about to make you whole. Your faith, your faith. You remember that woman that everybody preaches about at all the women's conferences. You remember the woman who was empty and she was tired and she was drained and she was sick and she had tried everything she could and something on the inside of her, the something that was on the inside of her was her measure of faith. Her measure of faith said, I've tried everything that I can and I heard about somebody named Jesus. Now, I don't know if he's going to be another, like another doctor I don't know if he's gonna be he's gonna disappoint me like the rest of them did but a measure of faith come on she took her measure of faith she took her measure of faith and she used the little bit that she had and we used to sing a song you don't need a whole lot just use what you got she took a little bit of faith and what she did was she exercised the little bit oh my god she you've got to take the little bit of faith that you have and press through the crowd 
of your doubting. Press through the crowd of your fears. Press through the crowd of your disappointment. Listen, you spend too much time talking yourself out of using the faith that you got. I promise you, I promise you today, I promise you Facebook, I promise you if you will begin to use the little bit of measure of faith that you got and press through, what you will find is that faith is miraculous. Mm. What you will find is that faith will begin to miraculously expand and explode and grow. What you will find that as you use, the more you use your faith, come on, the more faith you have. The more you use your faith, the more your faith grows. The more you exercise your faith, the more faith you have. And I know that the season that we're in is such a critical season for the people of God to walk in faith. Not only to walk in faith for yourself, but to begin to walk, exercise a, a level of faith that will release miracles, signs, and wonders because the world is going to be hungry. Listen, the world is going to be hungry for miracles, signs, and wonders. You don't want to have weak faith in this hour. You want to have great faith in this hour. And so what you have to understand, number one, is that Jesus, come on, it's not on Amazon. Jesus is the developer of your faith. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, looking, come on, to Jesus, uh, who is what? The author. Mm and the finisher of our faith. He's the author. He, he's the one that our faith comes. He is the one that brings our faith to maturity and perfection. He, come on, he gives the first incentive for our belief, and he brings it to maturity and perfection. That's the first thing you got to do, people of God. We've got to look to Jesus. We've got to look to Jesus. We've got to look to Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. And I believe that we've been putting too much faith in other things. Come on. Subconsciously, we've been putting too much faith in negative attention and negative news and negative reports and the systems of this world. The world is doing just what it was set up to do. The world is doing what the world does. Everybody all up in the fit about entanglements. The world been entangled. Nothing new. And so we have to understand that we got to look to Jesus, the author. If we believe that Jesus is Lord, we have to now let him be Lord in our lives. He's the author and the finisher. And what sifting does, sifting distracts us. Sifting and trials distract us. And as soon as it gets quiet, come on, as soon as the sun goes down, as soon as you lay down in your bed to go to sleep, or as soon as you get in the car and you drive away and you, and you get in that moment of quiet, that's when the sifting, that's when the sifting begins to impact you because you begin to, you begin to, to, to doubt. You begin to doubt. You begin to walk in fear. But the Bible says that you've got to feed your faith. Faith, Romans 10 and 17, comes by hearing and 
hearing by the word of God. So I want to challenge you today, people of God. What have you been hearing? What have you been feeding on? What have you been listening to? The thing that you give the most attention to is the thing that manifests the greatest in your life. Yes, and you don't hear me. I'm saying to you, the thing that you feed yourself, you are what you eat. The thing that you feed yourself the most uh, is the thing that manifests itself the greatest in your life. You've got to feed your faith. Faith comes by hearing uh, and hearing by the word of God. And then you've got to build yourself up. You've got to exercise your faith. You've got to release your faith. Faith is not faith until it is tested. Your faith come on, it's not reached a place of maturity until it is tested. And you are saying to yourself, I just want to make it through. I just want to make it in. I just want Jesus to come. I, what you're going to do between now and then? Because <laughs> the Bible says no man knows the day nor the hour that the Son of Man will appear. What are you going to do between now and then? At some point, you've got to get up and you've got to exercise your faith. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. The Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible says that with faith, all things are possible. So at what point, somebody help me, at what point are we going to become the people of faith that God has called us to be? And you're feeling weak in your faith. You're feeling weak in your faith because of what you've been feeding your faith. You're feeling weak in the faith because of what you've been putting into your, into your spirit, because of what is before your eyes, because of what is going through your ears, because of what you're listening to, and because of what you're, who you're listening to, and because of who you're talking to. That's, that's why your faith is weakened, but today we're turning a corner. Today we're turning a corner, and we're going to feed our faith what it needs. Our faith, come on, does not need potato chips and french fries. Glory to God. Our faith needs fruit and vegetables. Hallelujah. I know that's a word for somebody right there. Come on. Now, listen, our faith needs to be fed on the word of God. And what you will find out is the word of God is contra contradictory to everything that is shaking around you. The word of God, when the world says no, the word says yes. Come on. Uh, when the world says yes, the word says no. You will find that as you feed on the word of God, then you become the word of God. Come on. You become the word. You become a manifestation of the word. The Bible said in the beginning was the word. And the the word was with God and the word was God and the word dwelt among us. That is what your faith is going to do for you in this season. In the beginning there's going to be the word and the word is going to be with you. Come on. And then in a minute as you build your faith, come on, the word is going to be manifest and dwell among you. People of God, people of faith, God is calling us to a place of maturity and perfection in our faith. God God is calling us to exercise our faith. Listen, some of our faith has been sitting so stagnant. Come on, we used it a little bit here and a little bit there, but now God is stirring you up. The Bible says he stirred them up by way of remembrance, by the laying on of hands. I want you to lay your hands on your head wherever you are. Come on, now. lay your hands on your head. Lay your hands on your heart. Lay your hands on your belly and tell your faith to stir up. Come on. 
Tell your faith to stir up. Wake up. Stir up. I call you forth. Come on. Uh, seed of faith, I call you forth. Uh, and now you're going to have to exercise it. Come on. Uh, you're going to have to exercise it and release your faith. That crowd, that crowd that the woman had to face, the crowd is significant of everything that crowds our minds and our spirits. What is crowding? Uh, you're concerned about your future. That's crowding your mind. You're concerned about your finances. That's crowding your mind. You're concerned about your relationships. That's crowding your mind. You're concerned about your job. That's crowding your mind. You're concerned about your money. Come on. Come on. That's crowding your mind. But you've got to do like that woman who was empty. Come on. And exercise your face by pushing through the crowd. And what you, what you will find what you will find, your, uh, uh, building your faith is kind of like losing weight. Somebody said, yes, Lord. It's kind of like you losing weight. It's kind of like at first you might not see anything happening. And you're like, okay, God, I'm eating right, I'm exercising, I don't see nothing happen. But once you begin to see some results, you're motivated to keep on doing what you're doing. Faith is kind of like that. At first, you may not see much movement. You may not see anything happening. But if you keep on pushing, if you keep on stirring, if you keep on building, you'll begin to see results. And the more results you see, the more faith you have. Come on. And the more faith you have, the more results you see and the more results you see the more faith you have and the enemy has tried it somebody say he tried it he tried it that the sifting notice this notice this Jesus did not pray that Peter would avoid the sifting Jesus did not pray that Peter Simon as he said could skip around the sifting. He prayed that Peter would be able to exercise his faith through the sifting. Because, because the principle Jesus is teaching us is that your faith, come on, your faith when pressed upon, when pressed upon, when, when, when pressurized, come on, when, 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 it's, when it's beat upon, when your faith is tested, it can go one direction or the other. So he said, I'm praying for you that in the hour that the beating happens, that the separating happens, that your faith works. Somebody say, Jesus has already prayed for me that my faith fail me not. Not only had he already prayed, but he's still praying for me. He's still making intercession for me. Come on. If anybody can get a prayer through, I know it's Jesus. Come on, somebody. You might need to be able to get your prayer partner. You may not be able to get your apostle on the line you may not be able to get the prayer generals but can I tell you the Bible says Jesus lives forever to make intercession for you so I'm challenging you this morning I'm challenging you this morning come on to feed your faith to build your faith and to stir your faith so that you can understand the value of your faith Jesus after the woman had pressed through the crowd he said, who touched me? He said, who touched me? Because I felt something shift. 
God is getting us to a place where our faith, come on, will cause things to shift, will cause atmospheres to shift, will cause scenarios to shift. That is the place. He said, I felt something. I felt something move. And I don't know, I want my faith to be working, come on, at the degree that where I see things move, where things begin to shift, where things begin to break, where things begin to change. And that's what happened. We get caught in the cycle of unchanged scenarios. And so our faith weakens because we don't want to keep feeding. But I came to tell you today that you have underestimated and undervalued the power of your faith. Your faith in this hour is what's going to raise you up. Come on, to be able to say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Or you are the faith people that is going to bring the kingdom of heaven into the earth realm. Come on, let me bring it closer to home. You are the faith people that's going to bring the will of God hallelujah from the foundation of the world from heaven into your house into your life into your situation into your legacy your faith come on will not fail you in this season your faith not only will it not fail you I'm prophesying that your faith will not fail you but your faith will grow your faith will expand your faith will explode come on your faith will flow your faith will be released your faith come on your faith your faith come on your faith your faith in the foundation, in the sure foundation, in Christ, on Christ, the, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. The song says, I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground, all other systems, all other programs, all the politics and all, come on, all of the finance and all the economics, all of those things or shaky but my faith my hope my faith my hope my faith my faith is built on Christ the solid rock the Bible says he's the chief cornerstone He's the one, he's the rock, he's the rock that holds the building together, that holds the system together, that holds the infrastructure together. So I decree to you today that your faith will not fail you in this hour. We don't know what's coming the next several months or the next several years in politics, in health, in money, in relationships. But I declare and I decree to you prophetically today that your faith will fail you not even as you are sifted, even as you go through the fire. Come on, you will come out not even smelling like smoke. Even as you go through the test and the trials, come on, uh, you're going to come out like a rose. I declare and I decree to you, come on, even as they try to kill you, you multiply. We don't die, we multiply. Like the children of Israel, we don't die, we multiply. I prophesy to you that your faith will not fail you, that your faith works for you. Come on, that your faith moves mountains for you, that your faith makes the impossible possible in your life. I declare and decree that the sifting ain't gonna be nothing but a thing in this next season. I declare and decree that everything that you've already been through have prepared you for this moment and your faith is full. Your faithometer is full. Your faithometer is full. Your faithometer is full. The cup of your faith is full and it's overflowing and it's taking you from glory to glory, from level to level, to dimension to dimension. Glory to God. We are a people of faith. Without faith, we have nothing. 
Without faith, we don't even have the risen Savior. We received him by faith. We believe him by faith. We know him by faith. We experience him by faith. And God is bringing us into a level of living that we don't punk out at the sifting. That we don't punk out. We don't back down because of the sifting. Because we are a people who are called. Amen. To not, not only endure times of pressure, but to overcome times of pressure. And you look at, if you, when you look at the, the 11th chapter of Hebrews, come on, the hall of faith as they call it. When you look at the hall of faith and it begins to talk about how the men and women of God, how they express their faith and how they exercise their faith. It talks about how faith, how by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. Read it. And how by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not even see death. Hallelujah. But by faith that how Noah, being divinely warned of things, had not just seen, he moved, he moved. He got a word ahead of time, and he moved and prepared an ark. By faith, this is in Hebrews 11. Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out from a place that he could receive an inheritance. By faith, Abraham moved where into a place where he could receive an inheritance. The Bible says that by faith, by faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed come on and she bore a child when they said it was too late the bible says that they that, that, that abraham when he was tested he offered up isaac by faith moses when he was born he was hidden three months hallelujah in his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child hebrews 11 and the bible says that by faith when he we came of age he refused to be called the son of pharaoh's daughter by faith it goes through the chapter the chapter 11 of hebrews it goes through that by faith come on by faith uh every every uh, patriarch and matriarch Come on, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. Read your word. Feed your faith in the word of God. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish. This is what the scripture says. By faith, the harlot Rahab did, by faith, come on, the harlot Rahab did not, by, the harlot Rahab was able to use her faith so that she did not perish. Come on, by faith. None of these scriptures said by faith, they just barely made it. Not one of them said that by faith, they just, they just barely made it over, and they was just happy just to barely make it through. The Bible says by faith, they did great things. By faith, their names are written. By faith, they overcame. By faith, they created legacies and generations. By faith, armies, come on, armies were named after them. By faith, come on, cathedrals are in their name. By faith, by faith. Bible says, in all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, I declare to you that in this next season, you are obtaining a good testimony, hallelujah, through your faith. I prophesy that by faith, you are obtaining a good testimony by your faith. Read chapter uh, Hebrews 11 all the way through. I prophesy to you that by faith, you say, well, those were, they were in the, uh, the Bible. They were in the Old Testament. No, listen, the Bible says we are living. 
living epistles. We are living epistles. I am a living letter. I am a living letter. So what is your testimony? I prophesy that by faith, you, come on, you receive a testimony that you experience all that God has for you. No struggle in chapter 11. No struggle on the other side of faith. You might struggle. You might struggle through it, but you're not going to struggle on the other side of it. Not your testimony that you're just barely hanging on by a string. It's not your testimony that you just you just you just surviving. It's not your testimony. Come on, that your life. Come on, that things are going to be like they are, like they always are, and that they always have been. It's not going to be your testimony. Come on, things are going to things are about to shift in your life as you build your faith. Your faith, I declare it. And our decree is making you whole, entire, and wanting nothing. I want you to lift your hands wherever you are. Hallelujah. I want you to lift your hands wherever you are. I want you to lift your hands and begin to worship God and thank him. Hallelujah. Thank him and thank him and thank him for your measure of faith. I want you to lift your hands, glory to God, and begin to worship God that he's given every man a measure of faith. And now I want you to begin to stir your faith. How do you stir your faith? How do I stir my faith, lady? This is how you stir your faith. You remember all the, all the ways he's already made. Come on. That's how you stir your faith. Come on. You remind yourself. You remind yourself, Simon, Simon, you remind yourself of where you were when God found you. That's how you stir your face, Simon. That's how you stir your faith, Simon. You remember, you remember all the things that God has already done. Simon, that's how you remember. That's how you stir your faith. You begin to remember, come on, the things that nobody knows but you and God. That's how you stir your faith, how he brought you. Come on, how he helped you, how he kept you. Come on today, how he kept your mind and how you kept your body. Come on, come on, how he opened up doors. That's how you stir your faith. Come on, when your faith begins to wane and become weak, that's how you stir your faith. You stir your faith up. By way of remembrance, God, I remember when you did it for my child. I remember when you did it for my mother. I remember when you kept me. I remember when I was out there. Glory to God. I remember when I was out there and you kept me. You allowed me to live. Glory to God. I remember when I could, didn't have the money. Glory to God. And you canceled the payment. I remember how I remember how you made a way. I remember. That's how you stir your faith. I remember. I remember how you put the money in my hand. I remember, God, how you kept the wolves at bay. I remember how you promoted me. I remember how you gave it to me even with bad credit God I remember it oh God I remember when I thought I was going to lose it when I thought I wasn't going to make it and, I, and you kept me you kept my mind you gave me peace and your joy that's how you stir your I remember when I was sick I was sick unto death and you touched my body I remember when you saved me I remember when you called me that's how you stir your faith you stir your faith you stir your faith by remembering the testimonies of what God has already done I want you to stir your faith this week I want you to stir your faith. Take that little measure and begin to stir it up in the name of Jesus. Take that measure. Take that measure of faith and begin to stir it up. Come on, turn off the news and stir it up. Come on, cut off your phone and stir it up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, watch what you're putting in your eyes and in your ears and stir up your measure of faith and watch what happens. Your faith is going to begin to grow because what you're going to do is you're going to begin to build your faith. After you stir your faith, you're going to begin to build your faith 
faith, building yourself, hallelujah, up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. That's what you're going to do. Glory to God. You're going to take a break and go pray in the Holy Ghost. You're going to be sitting at the stoplight and you're going to be praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on. You're going to be in the shower and you're going to be praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on. You're going to be working in your yard and you're going to be praying in the Holy Ghost, building yourself up in your most holy faith. That's what you're going to do. You're going to stir your faith. Glory to God. You're going to build yourself up in your faith and then you're going to feed your faith. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're going to get in the word of God. Glory to God the word of God. The word is a light into my path and a lamp into my feet. Glory to God. The heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word of God will stand forevermore. You're going to feed your faith. You're going to feed yourself in the word of God. You're going to read the Psalms. You're going to read the Proverbs. You're going to read the Gospels. You're going to read the Epistles. You're going to read the prophetic word. You're going to read Isaiah. Glory to God. And Jeremiah. Glory to God. And Micah, you're going to read Obadiah. You're going to get in the word. You're going to remind yourself of who you are. You're going to remind yourself of who God is. And you will not be shaken. You will not be silenced. You will not fail. You will not fall. You will survive. And you will thrive. And you will declare glory to God. The goodness of the Lord in the land of the living going to stir it. You're going to build it and you're going to feed it. Because while the systems of the world are shaking around you, we will stand. Somebody say, we will stand. We will stand. We will be like a city that is set upon a hill that cannot be hidden. We are upon this rock. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Oh, glory to God. Lift your hands wherever you are. Lift your hands wherever you are. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the measure of faith. And Father, we thank you. We thank you that we're not intimidated by the sifting. Glory to God. We've already come through so much. We're not, <laughs> hallelujah. We've already come through so much that we're not intimidated by the shaking. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. We've already overcome so much that we're not intimidated by the shaking all around us. And oh, God, we thank you for the measure of faith. And in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone that hears the sound of my voice this morning. In the name of Jesus, I declare and I decree, hallelujah, that your faith is alive. Hallelujah. I speak to weak faith in the name of Jesus. And I declare that it is strengthened in the name of Jesus. I speak to dead faith in the name of Jesus. And I declare that it is alive. It is risen. It is resurrected by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I speak to your faith now. Hallelujah. We stir it up, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Stir it up, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that everyone that is hearing my voice would experience every word of God spoken over their life, would experience every promise of God spoken over their life, would walk in a new authority, would walk in a new favor, would walk in a fresh oil, God, a fresh revelation of who you are and who we are in you in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, hallelujah, that their faith fail them not. And I thank you.
you, God, that you make intercession for them. I thank you, oh God, in the name of Jesus, uh, that your people, the just, shall live and are living by faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We want to hear from you. How are the messages from our podcast impacting your life? Every time we tell our story, we give honor and glory to God, and He is pleased with that. Your story, regardless of how spectacular or ordinary you think it is, is a story about God's character. It is your eyewitness account of how God rescued you and changed your life as a result. When we share our story with others, we help them get to know what God is like and what He can do. Send an audio message through our anchor to be shared in our future podcast episodes. Thank you for listening to the I Dream Podcast live from Dream Life Worship Center. Subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. 